ACE has really allowed me to have the training, the knowledge, the understanding of how to ask those questions, how to push back, and and really demand that our district operate with integrity and um, representation of educators. And, and, you know, they they must be lawful. And our annual resources, they belong to the children and they're for the educators. My goodness, we have so many staff shortages. And I just feel like our children deserve everything now. Hello, this is Jason Roach, and welcome to the ACE Pod, a production of the Association of Clovis Educators. You know, thank you for joining us on this episode. It is a long episode, so I want to get to it. But essentially, this is the first time where we're going to really draw a distinction between us, ACE, and IQ. I think that ACE and IQ agree that uh, Clubs Unified needs a legally recognized union with collective bargaining rights, and that at some time in the near future, Faculty Senate is going to go away. And all of us in, in the district are going to have to make a choice. So to help us all make that choice, uh, the ACE Pod has invited back Kristen Heimerdinger, Jaime Arredondo, and Amy Kilburn, and then joining us for the first time is Ginny Shavera. So, folks, thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Ace Pod. Hi, May. Why don't you uh, remind everybody who you are? Hi, I'm Jaime Redondo. I'm a teacher for over 20 years here in Clovis Unified, and all of those 20 years have been at Clovis East. Nice, thank you. Welcome back, uh, you know, Jenny. This is your first uh, your first stint on the on the Ace Pod, so why don't you introduce yourself? Of course, I'm Jenny Shavera. I'm a first grade teacher over at Lincoln Elementary School. Um, it is my fifth year there, and my seventh or eighth year in the district. And I've been teaching for twenty three years. Nice. Welcome, welcome to the Ace Pod. Thank you, Amy. Hi, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everyone. My name is Amy Kilburn. I am a 22-year veteran. Uh, I have taught elementary, middle school, high school, and most recently, I am a release time member working on ACE full-time across the district. All right. Thanks for being here. Okay, and then uh, our last guest tonight is uh, Kristen. Uh, Welcome back to the ACE pod. And why don't you just do a little kind of reminder of who you are and then why don't you just answer our our first question, and it's just the big question that's the 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 guiding question of the episode. Why is ACE better than than IQ? So I'm happy to be here again, and thanks for getting us all together so we could chat about this super important topic. I am Kristen Heimerdinger. This is my 30th year teaching, and all 30 years have been at Buchanan High School. So to answer the question of uh, why is ACE better than IQ, that really is a whole laundry list of things that I could um, sort of tick off if I had unlimited time. But for me, and I think for a lot of us doing this work with ACE, the, the biggest difference and the most noticeable difference is that IQ is another iteration 
of the type of representation we have already had with Faculty Senate. Uh, IQ has been very explicit that they're interested in kind of maintaining the status quo. And whether that was through Faculty Senate or the now defunct Clovis Teachers Organization, CTO, or now IQ, uh, there's this theme that there's a, a group of people who wish to maintain the status quo in Clovis. And unfortunately, the status quo is no longer serving educators and teachers as well as it could be. And it is time for us as an organization to recognize our strengths and to celebrate them and to never forget our foundation and some of our core values. But it's also time to, to move along and it's time to make some progress and it is time to do a better job for educators and students in the district. And the status quo is not going to get us there. In fact, the status quo is what has created a system that has really failed educators and students in many ways. And it is the mission and really at the core of IQ, uh, pardon me, of ACE's work that we want to move along, change things and do a better job. And that is not what IQ is about. And it, it, when we have this great opportunity in front of us to do something different and better, it would be a real shame to stick with a failed status quo. Uh, yeah, thank you for kind of that opening statement. Um, and, you know, so I, I guess now let's just kind of move into the specifics. I'm going to stay with you, Kristen, here for a little bit because you've been here, uh, you and I, I guess, have been here since uh, July of, of 2020. Yeah. Um, and I think we always envisioned a, an inclusive organization that um, considers you know, are, you know, the psychs and counselors and teacher librarians uh, and so on and so on. All these people doing the important work with kids as, as you know, kind of part of the collective effort. Um, and one thing that just really boggles me is why IQ uh, has chosen to, you know, kind of isolate or um, minimize their, their unit to just classroom teachers um, yeah, I, you started to use the word isolate, and I think that's actually a really appropriate word. I mean, I, IQ is is about teachers, and to be sure, we're a huge component of the district, and we're doing a lot of the work, but we're not doing it correct. But and we're not doing, but we're not doing all of the work right. of educating our students, and having our other educators uh, as an equal voice with us, uh, seeking the positive changes that they need in order to be successful in their positions, that is a, a goal that everyone should be pursuing uniformly and together. And there's, you know, strength and power in solidarity. And I am not sure why it, it would ever benefit classroom teachers to just ignore the efforts of our psychologists or of our counselors or of any of our itinerant specialists. I mean, these are people who are working just as hard as we are. They're credentialed like we are. And uh, we should be doing this work together because, uh, you know, improving conditions for teachers is great, but that does not, uh, that does not ultimately help our students, which is who we're here for. And we need to help them in sort of all facets of their educational experience. And that's not just with classroom teachers. That's also with everyone who helps support their education. And, you know, on the of, of the five of us on this conversation, the three of you have experience in faculty senate. So I just, you know, I just wonder if that that stance of IQs is just, you know, 
simply mimicry of faculty senate. Um, you know, is that just kind of further evidence that they are just maintaining that status quo? I mean, yeah. Well, you know, when I when I started, um, it it was it was sort of inclusive. Like, if you needed to help out an IA or um, someone in clerical, uh, they would they would let you do it. Um, but in my last year or two there, they were very staunchly against um, faculty senators helping out anyone else besides teachers. I don't know what shifted. I don't know exactly, you know, uh, why it was like that. But I remember it was a jarring one um, because, you know, I, I had talked to people in the past and they said, well, it's faculty senate, not teacher senate. Right. And uh, and so I always thought, you know, I always listen to the problems that, that any of my colleagues had, be it. Um, you know, teachers or other. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it, it totally shifted. And that was one of the things that, you know, that I, I saw as, you know, as a red flag. Um, because, uh, yeah, I mean, we are, uh, yes, a big component of Clovis Unified teachers are, classroom teachers are, but we're not the only component. You know, it, it's, it, it takes a village. We all know this. It takes a village. And uh, that was one of the things that I love about um, uh, ACE is that, you know, that we've been inclusive from the very beginning. We've never said, you know what, we're breaking off just to, uh, to make sure that we can succeed in, in, uh, in any kind of way. We want to make sure that we're all, we're all part of this and we will, and, and you know, if, and we'll bring you along, you know, with us, if, uh, if that's what it takes for you to have a, a good, um, career experience here in Columbus Unified. Okay. So, I mean, that's one of the glaring kind of things that stands out. That's just kind of that distinct difference between the two. Um, but what are, you know, Amy, what, what do you see as kind of the number one difference or I don't know if the number one is the right way to put it, but what's just something that stands out to you? I think um, for me right now at the top of my list, because I'm also part of the school psychologist bargaining team is the difference in conversations um, that we're having as employees with our employer. And to kind of piggyback um, back on what Jaime and Kristen were saying, I actually think it's really dangerous for us to isolate ourselves from other educators in the district. And when I say dangerous, I mean for our kids because um, <clears throat> we educate the whole child. And when you eliminate those layers of support, which we're always trying to put and add in in education, then we are not serving our students to the best of our ability as educators or as a school district. So um, <clears throat> as I have uh, been doing this work with ACE, I have really, really reflected on the difference, like I said, between the conversations. So um, in the past, when educators have brought things forward on committees or, um, you know, just anything that uh, we feel really is important for the classroom or working conditions or environment for our kids, there's been really not a lot of dialogue about that. You know, uh, the district could just easily say we're not hearing that or um, that is not something that we want to address at this point. We want to go down this path. And with the bargaining process, that does not happen. You actually, they, both groups, it's just awesome. Both groups come to the table, come to the meeting with their perspective 
They offer those perspectives through articles. And then there's conversation about why they might have these different perspectives. And then there's counters. And so I, I that has not ever happened. And at least in my experience, and I was a faculty senator and then, um, you know, part of the executive board and then also ultimately the vice president and was part of Senate for years. And I did not ever see that process. And so it's really... I think empowering for educators to be having these conversations that are really going to benefit our students and our working conditions. So I just, I just, yeah, I just want to clarify a little bit because people listening may not be aware that Amy is sitting in on the contract negotiations between the ACE psychologists and the district. So ACE is the recognized bargaining unit for the school psychologists, and they're in the process right now of bargaining their first contract. And so when Amy's talking about coming in with their perspectives and sitting down and trying to find common ground and, you know, meet in the middle, uh, that's what she's referring to is the bargaining process that we would one day be able to take a part in. Uh, once ACE is the representative body for all the educators in the district. So I think that um, Amy's experience with the bargaining process is really powerful. And I, I love listening to her talk about the the difference between what it was like on Faculty Senate and then what it is like now, because the ability to actually have some power in the process, and it's not even necessarily about the power, but it's about being an equal partner in the process yes. where you can't be dismissed. You can't yes. be told, well, we're not seeing that. Yes. Okay, and, so. I, and thank you, Kristen. I, I appreciate yeah. the clarification, honestly. Um, and also, I have to, I, one of the things too is administers you know, we need them. We need them to do their job, right? And they have a valid perspective. But one of the takeaways is they they really don't know what we're doing day to day because they're busy doing their job. And so we need to have that educator perspective as part of the conversation so we can remind them, actually, this policy, this is what it actually looks like in the classroom. And so um, without the bargaining process of those conversations, there's not that enlightenment on both sides, you know? And so, um, so it's been, it's been really powerful. Um, and so I think in terms of bargaining and I, I think Amy might be in the best position to talk about this, but I'll let anybody speak to it is that at some point a union is, you know, that, a psychologists are already in this process, right? Um, but uh, the you know ACE or IQ is going to have to sit at a bargaining table with administration, right? And um, at, maybe Amy, just speak to kind of the experience that you have, our partnership with CTA, and how we are going to go into that situation in a much better prepared. Uh, way then IQ can could possibly go into that situation. Yes, yes, 100%. This is, uh, you know, we need their expertise, because this is the first time we've ever done anything like this in Clovis Unified. And so um, one of the things that has been um, uh, afforded a tool for us in bargaining is there's a database of all the contracts around the state of California. So if we're talking about hours 
you know, or part-time work, which is unique to Clovis Unified for um, school psychs, we can type into this database part-time work and what does language look like in other districts? And would we want to at all use this, right? Use this language or how can we tweak it for Clovis Unified? Because we're writing all the language for the articles. No one else is. But we, how many times do you do a research project where you go out and you do research on what's already out there or, or information that people have already done? And then you use that to create your paper or your, um, you know, what your product is. And so it's been invaluable for us. Also, um, here's a, here's a nugget of knowledge for everybody. You can't have a contract longer than three years. Uh, that, that's not legal. And, why? How do I know that? Because we have CTA as a resource for us. And so um, I didn't know that. And I would never have known that in Faculty Senate. And that's why you want to partner with an organization that's not for profit, that is um, has years, decades long years of um, expertise in working with educators so that we can make sure that we advocate for resources for students that they need to be successful in the classroom. So um, it's to me, um, you know, I'll be honest, at first I was really hesitant about this. I wasn't sure. And um, just having, and I, so I guess my lens was kind of like, okay, where's the, where's the, you know, shoe going to fall? Like, where am I going to find the pitfall? And nothing is perfect, but the fact that we have this resource that is available to us that can help us with budget analysis and different things like that. I don't want to analyze a budget. I want to teach my students. So it's great to have those resources so I can come to the analysis, look at it, and then say, how does this apply to Clovis Unified? Yeah. So, so we have this kind of, we have this network, right? But we're also getting this valuable experience. So yes. when we come, when, when the ACE teachers and uh, nurses and um, counselors, when we come to that table, we're going to come already having done it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think, I just think that's, that's really valuable and in stark contrast to, you know, the handful of people that are, are currently running IQ. I mean, yeah, I think, um, you know, if you look for five minutes at the evidence, right, between the two employee employee groups, how thorough ACE is, right, how consistent ACE is, how we uh, um, are holding the district accountable. Uh, and then you take a look at the other side with IQ, with the limited emails, like, I'm sorry, like, how, how many has it been this year, like, two or three emails um, with virtually no information, just fear mongering. I'm sorry, but that's what it is, right? Oh, you know, uh, this outside organization is going to come take over or whatever. Right? Um, so if you take a look at that evidence with, you know, with, with just a sound mind and say, you know what? It is obvious who you want in your corner to argue how you're going to, to, to live your life in your career. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's very evident. Um, just look at the work, right? Look at the work, and you'll see that that contrast there. Yeah, and I, mean, I think that's a really key point that that ACE is doing the work of a union, and I don't necessarily see IQ. I think we would all agree IQ sends a, a, an email every once in a while, 
Um, and I think you're right, Jaime, much of their correspondence has been fear-mongering and, you know, their messaging has been often uh, offensive. Um, and inaccurate. It's inaccurate. Yes. And, but, it, and they're, the only thing they seem to be doing is collecting signatures without really putting any work in, um, not actually doing the work of a union other than the, the signature collection. So, you know, Jenny, I, you know, uh, I don't want to, I know you have something to say, but I also want to kind of throw a question at you. I'm um, sure. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, what, why don't you go ahead and say what you're going to say first? No, no. Well, I, I was just going to say to speak to what everyone is saying. I know it upsets some folks to be critical of our district and to ask these really tough questions and, push back on the explanations and reasoning that were sometimes given. But ACE has really allowed me to have the training, the knowledge, the understanding of how to ask those questions, how to push back, and and really demand that our district operate with integrity and um, representation of educators. And, and you know, they, they must be lawful and our annual resources, they belong to the children and they're for the educators. My goodness, we have so many staff shortages. And I just feel like our children deserve everything now. And so many people do not even know what we have been provided with, the funding that we have and what it should be used for and the magnitude of our um, reserves. And so, you know, in selecting ACE as um, the union that I support, I do so really seriously. I want to teach and contribute in our neighborhood schools where my family lives in a district where my daughter is literally beginning the first of 13 years in her educational journey. So this is extremely personal for me. I did a tremendous amount of research I continue to look at ACE as critically as I do the district. And I would just really honestly plead of people to go back and read newsletters, go back and, and, and look on social media, talk to the folks that are coming to you, either asking for a signature or asking, what are your concerns? And, and do we have ideas for solutions? And can we collaborate and do this together? This means so much to me. It's, it's just, it's hard to make brief. <laughs> Jenny, will you, um, because I mean, I think there is just a, uh, you know, pretty clear distinction between our messaging and, you know, the, I guess the lack thereof messaging from IQ and even, a clear distinction between um, our messaging and faculty sentence messaging. But what? Why should people go whoa, back to our newsletters? What What are they going to find there? I think when you go back to our newsletters, you see the hard work, the effort, the passion that every ACE organizing committee member and every single signer and supporter is committed to. Um, this has been a tremendous amount of work, just a tremendous amount of work. And um, 
it's worth every moment of it. Um, but I, I do see that I feel that we are trying to really build committee and understanding and not just rush to get a signature, rush to get those numbers of signatures out. We're thinking about each individual that is signing and making sure they understand the impact of our union and what it can mean for all of us and literally all of us. Again, not just teachers, but every educator and I, I just have not seen that with IQ. I see more of the same, and it worries me. I mean, well, I think um, one of the most fundamental differences between ACE and IQ is that ACE was created with the intent of making Clovis Unified a better place to work, whereas IQ's main goal is just to stop ACE from happening, right? We stand for something. They are standing against something. And that is what makes our work true. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, I think that's true. Um, yeah. I don't know what's in the heart of, of Kim Mongelli and, and Aaron Garcia, you know, I don't know Kim Mongelli, but you know, she seems like a well-meaning person. I know Aaron, and we know that she she's smart and a good teacher and all that. But it it does appear that like their their goal is to prevent us and just to maintain the status quo. As Kristen, I'm, I'm said. only looking at evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all I'm looking at. Kristen, you're on mute. <laughs> Sorry, my dog was squeaking her toy. So yeah, I thought we didn't want to have dog. that. Yeah. I did. I am. I'm totally <laughs> going to blame the dog. I am. I I think that um, I would edit. I would edit Jaime a little bit with my apologies. That ACE was created um, to make Clovis Unified a better place to work. Yes, but it, it was also to make Clovis Unified a better place for students to be educated. So to me, as one of the original people, when we started to do this work and looking at what was happening sort of in, in Clovis and with the decision-making in particular in Clovis that had been on a real downward trajectory really since about 2014, that is, is where um, I, I think we, it's, it's not just about our working conditions, it's right. about students' mm-hmm. learning conditions, which are, you know, the same the same things. Uh, I see this really definitely as a, it's, it's a moment where every educator needs to be making a decision that are you an educator who has a growth mindset or do you have a fixed mindset? And I'm sure we've all sat through some staff development at some point where we had to learn about the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset. And in order to have a fixed mindset, like you have to recognize that maybe some things are good, maybe some things are great, but there's also some things that are not serving you well. There's also some systems in place that that don't work to the benefit of our students. And, and that's okay. You can recognize those and you can want to improve them. And that does not make you as someone who hates Clovis or hates your school or hates. And, and that's one of the things I resent the most is some sort of um, sense that if you're involved in ACE and you want to make Clovis better, that somehow, you know, you just, you just must hate Clovis, like just go work someplace else. 
And I think that is so damaging and it's so offensive because I am dedicating an insane amount of time, as are many of my colleagues involved in this work at ACE. And I'm not doing the work like for kicks because I don't have a hobby and like I'm a sad, empty nester. I mean, I'm doing the work because I believe that Clovis is at a real crossroads. And it's time for us to be innovative. It's time for us to do some things differently. It's time for us to evaluate how we can do a better job, not just for teachers, but also at every educator and also primarily and most importantly for our students. Yeah, yeah. So, and you articulated this, but just to hammer home the point, right, that um, it's time that we stop seeing uh, our working conditions and the needs of students as separate things. They, mm-hmm. they, they go hand in hand. Um, and I, I think also one of the, you know, things that I've taken offense to particularly with IQ's messaging. And I remember when, uh, one of our colleagues announced for IQ and sent down an email and it was couched in this, you know, kind of really, um, cheerful language, but essentially made the claim that folks who support IQ are the real Clovis and those who are in ACE are not. And I mean, that that's offensive, right? My, I live in Clovis. I've worked here for 12 years. I've lived here for almost a quarter century. My son has lived here his whole life. And I mean, I'm looking at, you know, two legacy, you know, Clovis teachers whose families have been around for, uh, seemingly forever. Um, happy birthday to Carol Kilburn, by the way. Um, yes. And, you know, Jaime, you, you, you know, you've been in the district. You, it's the only place you've ever, you've ever worked for over 20 years now. Um, you know, Jenny, you live in the, the district, you have kids in the district, right? So, um, it's just a ludicrous claim to make. Um, Amy, go ahead. Uh, and then I, I've got a question for the group. You know, I, I I started this by speaking to the board and saying that no educators should ever be told love it or leave it, right? That's how we ended our conversation with the board. And I agree with you that it is offensive when people say that. I think it comes from a, a lack of knowledge about the, the work that we're doing. And I always am sitting with the concept or the idea that I think every educator in Clovis Unified could offer up a suggestion of where we can improve. And that's part of the dialogue of being an educator, right? Don't we like figure out if a lesson was really bad and then where can we improve it? Like the idea was great, but when we implemented it, it wasn't great. So we evaluate and we're like, hey, let's try this a different way. And so then as educators in Clovis Unified, you have to decide, do you want ACE to bring that forward or would you like... IQ to bring that forward. I cannot imagine IQ bringing anything like that forward. And um, so that's why so many of us have said on this that this has taken hours of work because we are dedicated to Clovis Unified because we love our students, our community and our colleagues. And we want to make sure that this is the best place for all kids to learn. And so that to me is a really powerful thing that people need to start to think about. Which group would you want bringing these topics forward? 
Yeah. So, but I, I gotta, so, I gotta just dovetail off of that really quickly yeah, because it's not just, just sorry, it's not just about which group do you want to bring the issues forward. It honestly is a question of which group is going to. Yes. Because yeah. it's, it's not, it's not going to be IQ. They've done nothing to demonstrate that they have sort of the institutional courage, the organizational courage, the just any of it to be able to push back against the district and say, we can do better. And change is hard. Yeah. Change is scary. Doing something different is, I mean, I get it. it it's, and teachers are notorious for not loving change. And I do think that that is why IQ is so, is so successful at, at sort of capturing the fear of people and preying upon that fear. And I'm not sure what is um, wrong with wanting Clovis to, to do better and, and, and trying to put ourselves in a position where we can make that happen. And IQ just won't. And I think that would be a real lost opportunity for uh, educators and, and students, not just presently, but for years to come. Yeah, so I think that that's a, a nicely put, and I think it's a nice segue into um, you know talking about you know our focus on issues. But um, and I know this is audio, and our audience won't know, but I just wish that everybody could have just seen Amy Kilburn's pug Poe waddle out the door. It was about the the mm. most adorable thing I've, I've butt seen. shaking. Yeah, 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 I like that pose. Yeah, the pose, uh, booty shake out the door was great. Um, so you know, um, you know, we started this uh, because of issues. Uh, our CTA partners have always uh, pushed us uh, to focus on the issues. Um, so. You know, real quick, let's just go through, uh, uh, you know, each of you, if you want, uh, talk about uh, just briefly, what's a what's an issue that you think ACE has championed that is is vital to kind of change in this district? Jenny, you want to start us off? You have your hand up. Well, I actually I'm so glad that you're asking that because I think it kind of brings everything together. I know um, oftentimes I think to myself, how many times am I, you know, going to hear the same complaint? And so that is why I love that ACE is so issue oriented and um, always thinking about what would the solutions be? So it's not just complaining with no ideas. It's also not just, well, that's how it is. Um, or uh, I don't have time for that. Um, and so I think that, as an organization at this time, we are championing many things. Um, I, I know that each site is a little bit different and I think that that's why we need this collective union so that you know we can all decide together what we wanna focus most upon. But I think um, smaller class sizes is something we're spending a lot of time learning about. Um, consideration of prep time for my elementary colleagues yeah, Jenny, sorry to interrupt real fast, but you know, yeah, as as a high school teacher, that one was pretty revelatory to me, and I just can't imagine oh. uh, working in an environment where I didn't have prep time. Um, so, and I know Ace has really kind of tackled that issue head on. So, just just talk about that a little bit. Um, well, unfortunately, right now there's not too much to say, but um, I I definitely see that there's a sort of dare to dream approach to this. Yeah. And people starting to think, 
my goodness, maybe we could have PE and, and art and technology teachers that are credentialed or specialized and um, give the gen ed teachers, um, you know, 30 minutes, three times a week to have prep as opposed to, you know, some sites have 30 minutes of music once a week and um, the occasional Wednesday um, off without any meetings. Um, those are typically minimum days. But as it is right now, it's very site by site. Um, and I, it was revelatory for me to find out uh, from some of the other ACE members and um, signers that they're high school teachers and have daily prep. Um, and so that was something that coming from my previous district, I had prep three, four times a week. Um, and I thought that Clovis just didn't know how to do that and found out that it was just something that elementary school teachers weren't afforded. So um, I'm going to interrupt you for a second because I think it matters. I think it matters that your former district, it was Elk Grove. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. Elk Grove is a, a little bit of a, oh. a, a similar district oh, to okay. ours. And so it's not fully um, comparable, but it isn't like you came from some exotic you know, district that was, you know, six states away and things were, I mean, you came from two hours up 99. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, and I spent, um, I spent 12, 13 years there. Um, it was a unionized district as well with CTA. Um, and I remember coming here and being asked in my interview if I was comfortable being in a district that didn't have a union. And I said to Janet Young, um, if it works. So I feel really good that I didn't lie because I did say to her, if it works and, um, this isn't working. So, um, wait, yeah, wait, but was that, was that? Wait, wait, wait. Was that 2015? Like 2015, 2016? Yeah, it had to be 14 or 15. I can't believe they're still answer, asking that, that question. Yeah. It just boggles, boggles my mind. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Jenny. Yeah. No, and the other thing is just equitable resources. Um, we had to fight really hard to get computers in all our first graders' hands. And, and of course, also, you know, I think about everyone now that I'm in these meetings with teachers from all over the district, I want everyone to have safe and sturdy seating for their kids and, um, and you know, the resources that they need. But I think the biggest thing is competitive salaries. We've got to retain and recruit our incredible educators. This is the hugest issue for me um, because it affects our children so deeply not to have the teachers that they need. Um, we did not have our music teacher for several weeks at my site. Um, and I know that we are short staffed oftentimes in the area of SPED. Um, we're working through substitute issues all the time, but you know, these are things that I, I truly believe there are solutions to. And we need to be issue and solution oriented. And I believe that that's what ACE will do. All right. So Jenny had a, a lot of the issues, but did she, she miss anything, Amy? Uh, the one thing I would add is um, when I was in Senate uh, and we would talk about compensation, I always talked about the two days, the two in-service days that we had. One is in January and one is in October. And when we started this work early on, um, I was, I remembered those days because when I would bring them up in Senate, I would say, you know, the teachers 
gave those to the district when Common Core rolled out and the district promise or pinky swear with us was that um, they would come back. I think it was either two or three years after we were in service on how to implement Common Core standards. And so and that was a while ago. That was a long time ago. And so anytime I brought them up um, with giving them back to the educators, um, <clears throat> I was greeted with we're saving those for a rainy day, Amy, for when we cannot offer compensation or a raise. And my response was, but that's not what the agreement was. That is not what the pinky swear was. The pinky swear had nothing to do with a rainy day. It had everything to do with Common Core and our faith as educators in our district administration to give those back to us. Um, I find it quite ironic after the first year of ACE being public and us bringing up those days that we got them back. And, um, and so to me that they shouldn't, they should not have just given them back because of a fear of a union. They should have given them back because that was the agreement, right? But we didn't have any legal mechanism to hold them accountable for that. And so that again is another reason why ACE is the answer over IQ, uh, which is a reiteration of Faculty Senate, which is a reiteration of CTO, which is a reiteration of CTC, um, because we'll have some we'll have some um, power behind us, and and that's important. So that to me is just a really prime example of why it's very important to move forward with ACE. Kristen, go ahead. You're on mute. I know I was on mute. I know, I, I knew you I knew. was waiting to be called on before I unmuted uh, myself to uh, offer my amazing wisdom here. I will, I will uh, totally look, edit that out. Look, yeah, I don't care. You can leave it <laughs> in. It's fine. Here's, here's, here, here is my single uh, probably biggest issue. Uh, and that is the issue of school finances. Mm. The, the Clovis Unified District Administration is, at best, manipulating and being deceptive with their financial circumstances, and at worst, straight up lying to us. And probably one of my biggest fears in putting IQ in charge of this is that they have nobody who is an expert in school finance and they have nobody who has the ability to analyze, uh, you know, a, a $630 million district budget and all of the funds. And I am so disgusted and tired and just, I mean, weary at the number of times that the district falls back on the fact that we receive less money per student than all of our surrounding districts. Look, it's true. They're, they're not lying when they say that. But what they're being deceptive about is that the reason those other districts receive so much more money than we do is because they have a student population who has higher needs. And they get more money than we do, but with that money also comes the expectation that they're going to provide a higher level of services to sort of mitigate the degree to which their students are coming to school every day under-resourced in a lot of different ways. And so uh, I get tired of having to listen to that. I mean, it's like that thing has been through the spin cycle repeatedly, and it yeah. like hits the spin cycle and shows up 
every time they have a chance that woe is us, we don't have the money. Uh, and in the meantime, they have managed to amass for themselves really unprecedented reserves. Yeah. Uh, that's tax dollars that go to the school district to provide an education to students. It's given during a fiscal year with the intent that it will be spent during a fiscal year. And the district is not. I mean, they are squirreling it away uh, for uh, who knows what reason, but that's an inappropriate use of tax dollars. And I, I think that's the biggest thing that people should be so frustrated about right now um, is that the, the you follow the money. But in order to follow the money, you have to know how to look at it and you have to know what you're looking at and you have to know what it all means. And there is nobody at IQ who has that level of expertise. Uh, and to be fair, there's nobody at ACE right now who has that level of expertise. Um, we're learning, we're being in-serviced, we're getting trained, but you know who's training us? 100% it is CTA experts in the field of school finance yeah. who are revealing for us what it is we're looking at. So, you know, um, Faculty Senate in their most recent uh, meeting minutes uh, included a, a PowerPoint that was provided to them uh, when Michael Johnston came and spoke to them, where he conveniently just left out 10% of the reserves that they've moved into a different fund. I mean, they've shaved off $60 million and put it in a different fund. It's not on their graphics. They never mention it. It's like it never even exists. And that's deceptive. And it's deceptive because I, I mean, I don't, I don't know why they don't want us to know that they have money to provide better services to their students. Like, I'm not sure what the end game here is, but it's appalling because it's tax dollars that they should be spending on students. And there is nothing that IQ can do to counter that because they will not have the expertise, just like faculty Senate doesn't have the expertise. I, I think that's an interesting point, right? It's just baffling why they're operating in that way. Um, you know, one of, um, Anyway, so we've listed off a number of issues that, you know, that ACE is, is constantly tackling. And, you know, you as Jenny stated earlier, if you go back into our newsletters that come out, you know, every Thursday, and I know, you know, people get tons of emails and a lot of them just go into, you know, the trash can, but they are a wealth of information and they are all issue oriented that, that's it. And I think, uh, you know, these issues have become part of kind of the cultural conversation because we are, uh, we continue to, you know, doggedly pursue them. So now I have a, another question for you. So those are the myriad of issues. Well, and wait, you, you skipped Jaime. He didn't get yeah, to say I mean, what his I'm biggest issue Top liver over here, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, no, and, and, you know, and. I mean, I obviously agree with everything that everyone said. I was so shocked to hear that elementary school teachers did not get prepped on. I like Amy was there. Um, I said a few expletives, which I'm not going to repeat here. Oh, okay. Good um, job, buddy. But, We're proud of you. I know. You know me. Amy's <laughs> a lot of work over here. Um, but uh, I was shocked and I was pissed for them, you know? Um, uh, the, I was, you know, the, a lot of them are kind of defeated about it or take some weird sense of pride of, uh, you know, having to stay until like 8 p.m. on Friday or come in on Saturday until noon. But like, I'm like, no, man, like be at home with your family. Like it should be working to your in your work day. Um, I mean, the school finances is, is a swamp. I, I mean, goodness gracious. Um, and, uh, I think we're championing uh, facilities as yeah. well. Right. Upgrading facilities as well. But I mean, I, I mean, the, the common thread there is that ACE is offering resistance, right? 
Um, I, I think it's so odd that faculty senate and, and IQ uh, that they don't. Right. I, I, I'm a dad. I am in charge of three human beings. Right. And I mess up daily, you know, very, very consistently. I make mistakes with them. I mean, how many individuals, how many people are COSD in charge of? And they're just all batting a thousand like they're making no mistakes at all. I mean, that's crazy. So, I mean, the checks and balances in play that have to be, you know, have to be there. And ACE is offering that. I think it's uh, 42,000, 43,000, something like that. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I would. And I, I will just add to the a final note because I think it's an important one. And I think it's a it's a fair enough sort of, you know, I mean, if you a criticism, I guess, but I wouldn't call it a criticism. Um, there's a ton of resources that we we have available to make our teaching and learning conditions better, um, which means we can get prep time for our elementary teachers. We could get manageable class sizes K through 12. We could get equitable pay. We could get furniture that doesn't fall apart when you like exhale on it. Like these are all things that we can, can seek to improve. Um, and I think it's fair enough to say like, you know, can we afford to do all of those things? Can we afford to do everything? And the answer is this year, uh, right this second, you know, no, we can't probably afford to to do all of them. I mean, I get it. Like money is a, you know, in some cases a finite resource, but I do think that this is an issue of getting the district to commit to making these changes a priority. Um, certainly there's a lot of things we could afford to do, um, but maybe not everything right now. But if we create a list of priorities and Jenny spoke to this earlier, which is this is the value of having the voice of all educators together, which is that we decide what are our biggest priorities. Um, I think a lot of high school teachers would get on board with the fact that elementary school teachers deserve prep time. Like we love our prep time or we love the $10,000 we get when we get bought out of it. Like that's a huge chunk of money that no elementary teacher has available, you know, to them. And like Kristen, in fairness, because I don't want people to jump on us in fairness, we do have minimum days on Wednesday but they are used in various different ways. Right. I mean, the, and, and the district's commitment is that only once a month can that be for your own discretionary prep time. Otherwise it's PLC meetings and it's a staff meeting or a staff development sort of topic by your principal. Like that's the district's published how those Wednesdays should be used. So early release 90 minutes once a month, like that ain't that that, that ain't going to do it. That's not going to keep you from taking work home and from being there on the late or on weekends. So anyway, uh, we've got a lot of money. We can do a lot of things. We can't do everything right now, but we need to prioritize what we want to get done. Okay. And I'm sorry, I just want to add. Go ahead. Sorry. And I would like to add for those listening, maybe in the community are are not familiar with prep time. Prep time is valuable for an educator. Oh, it is gosh, the time yes. when you plan, you look at the results of your lesson through assessment or whatever. Um, and our elementary friends, they are planning for every subject. It is also the time I spent a lot of that time, like really analyzing my students like, Hey, so-and-so didn't come in today really well. Like, let me go look and see if there's an email about this or if there's something going on or going to a colleague and saying, I did a lesson today. I think I need to tweak that. Can you help me with it? 
And so it's really valuable time for an educator to create the best learning environment for um, our children, our students, okay? And that once a month at the elementary level is not guaranteed. I am hearing, because I'm now able to go to various sites, that not every school site has once a day at the elementary level, or once a week, sorry, once a week at the elementary level. So with contract language, we can write something that guarantees prep time for our elementary friends. And, you know, those of us at the, the high school level that, you know, have a prep, and then every once in a while, or for some of us every year, sell our prep, we know what it does to you as a teacher. And I don't think anybody's going to argue that you're a better teacher when you don't have any prep time. You are actually you know, a worse teacher. You're more tired. You have less time for your kids. Um, and you have less time for your own kind of personal life. Okay. So we just discussed several different issues that that ACE is tackling. Um, so now let's list off the issues that IQ is tackling. Okay, let's move on. Um, yeah, so, that, I mean, that sums it up. That's it, right? That's the, a huge difference. It's true. I mean, and, you know, I don't know if that was petty or not, but that that yeah, that's the reality. Playing cricket sounds. Yeah. Cricket sounds would have been petty, but and we just kind of stopped and, you know. No, that's what put, it is, man. I could put cricket sounds. <laughs> I also don't think they're willing to acknowledge that we do have problems. And that is problematic yeah, to me. Yes, yes. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. You know, right. I was legitimately thinking. I was. I I sat there in that moment of quiet and was legitimately thinking about emails that I've received and information that I've heard from colleagues and I, I did not have an issue come to mind and I'm primed for it. So it, I, I, it's the reality. Yeah. It's really yeah. sad. Yeah. We can't just do things in opposition to others. We need to be building together what our students and our community deserve. Okay. So I have another uh, question for you. What is, and you know, I said this prior to the issues conversation, but really fast. What is something we know in the district now because of ACE and ACE's partnership with CTA? Well, I have a hard one. I, I know that not all laws are being followed and that we deserve laws to be followed without having to call our employer out on it because that's a really hard position to put ourselves in. We deserve to be focusing on our students and their families because they are who we are here to serve with all of our heart and expertise every single day. And maybe I already knew that stuff, but working with ACE and CTA has re it's it's like a reminder of all of this. Amy. I have two. One personally, um, I, I was on the employee compensation committee for many years and um, I never once saw actual numbers. I saw projections. Right. And so I am learning 
learning slowly how to read budgets. I remember the first training I was in, I was like, what are those parentheses? You know, and stuff. And so I'm really learning that. And I, uh, I personally, I did not know um, that how to read a budget. And I'm sitting on in the employee compensation committee and um, just listening to the standard deliver uh, information that's offered to that committee. The other thing I think that CTA reminds us of on a regular basis is the power of relationships, the power of coming together as educators, discussing issues and then moving forward with them in a in a collective way so that we really do make change for our students rather than one site having a question and another site having that similar question and nobody ever knowing so the the power of the collaborative conversation yeah i mean the you know just the finances and budget like if, if it wasn't for ace and our partnership with cta we like the reserves would not be a part of the cultural conversation that we're currently having. Um, Kristen, um, yeah, I found it interesting that we had our newsletter last night and then the faculty senate newsletter uh, today, you know, discussed this new board policy, right? And, you know, uh, Stacy's, the faculty senate president's, uh, you know, newsletter basically just parroted what the the policy was. What do we now kind of believe about that policy because of ACE and our partnership with CTA? Well, I think that that policy is assertive and the concerns with that policy are really just representative of the bigger concerns with the way that the district behaves. Uh, The district likes to behave because they have been allowed to since the district was formed They like to behave in a unilateral way without the checks and balances uh, Jaime referred to earlier. And they're going to do whatever they want to do. And I don't know if it's that they just hope nobody will call it on, call them on it. Or, I mean, I, I think honestly, because they've never had anybody challenge them, they've been allowed to just make decisions that are whatever they, they they just do what they want to do. Um, and I, I think when the district was smaller and maybe at the beginning, you know, that worked out okay, but it's reached a point now where I think that what the school board passed is, uh, it is shocking to me. And I can't believe that they didn't have anyone say to them, this is absolutely an infringement on first amendment, freedom of speech rights. I mean, those rights are absolute guaranteed. It's the first amendment to the constitution because we would have had no constitution without that amendment. Um, those are pretty fundamental rights. And, and the idea that they likely are in violation of our freedom of speech, freedom of expression rights, uh, is, I mean, it is, I just, I don't even know what to, I mean, I, I'm rarely speechless, but that is a subject on which I actually just feel speechless because I don't, I don't have anything that I can't say without probably using a lot of really inappropriate language for, uh, you know, a podcast. Um, because that is not okay. But unfortunately, that follows a pattern of behavior. I, I mean, I sat in on the 33 days of unfair labor practice hearings that we had with the district. Uh, 27 of those days were ACE presenting evidence against the district in the ways that they have violated uh, ERA, the Educational Employees Relation Act, which is California law. So uh, I, it, through the work with CTA, have unfortunately been confronted with the sort of regularity 
and the uh, boldness that our district culture has in terms of breaking the law. I mean, and they just do it because they think they can get away with it. And, uh, you know, this is another place where I think um, ACE has a huge advantage over IQ, which is we are monitoring board minutes. We're monitoring what goes on in those board meetings, both the agendas and the minutes to see what's happening. Uh, and, you know, uh, IQ said nothing about the fact that our First Amendment rights have likely been violated. And they don't have uh, access to legal counsel that has expertise in what the education law looks like with regard to, uh, you know, uh, what educators, you know, can say and do in the workplace. And blessedly, CTA does. Um, and, you know, all faculty Senate did, like you said, was just, you know, parrot the like, oh, look, there's a new policy uh, without any sort of mention that like, hey, this might be a huge problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe so, was, and that's essentially what the their their newsletters become, just a kind of an information board more than more than anything. Oh, I mean, it's it's 100 percent just passing on the district's information. Yeah. I mean, yes, they have uh, they don't appear to have any opinions of their own. And I think that probably is one of my biggest concerns with IQ is uh, the, the fact that they're so interested in maintaining the status quo just implies that there there are um in fact, just willing to just pass on whatever the district tells them. And then, I mean, I, let me, I, I should add as a side note, because I don't want to be technically incorrect, which is it, it, the district can limit uh, the speech and, uh, and, you know, personal displays by teachers. There are reasonable restrictions that they can put in place. There's plenty of other districts who have done it. Uh, the problem is not that Clovis Unified uh, can never be allowed to limit, you know, what we say or what we display in our personal workspace. The problem is the way that the policy is written. That policy is too vague. It's too overbroad and it makes everything illegal. So, again, this is where we would fall back on the expertise of CTA, because if we would have had the opportunity to confer and consult with the district about that policy, I mean, we would have never agreed to that because we would have said that is too broad and, and that violates our rights. Here's what you can say. Here's the way you can phrase it that that maybe will accomplish what you want to accomplish without infringing on our rights. And uh, I don't see IQ having the expertise, the knowledge or even the will to have that conversation with the district. Um, and I think that if we don't stop the district from uh, doing what they want and breaking the law, they'll just continue. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, historically the, the, you know, the district has operated with informational power and maintained, um, or held on to information, hoarded information. In it, order yes. To, it, yeah. it, the economics teacher and me will point out to you, it's called asymmetry of information. Yeah. And it's a huge way that people retain control. Yes. And that is the circumstance we have, which is up till this point, they have had all the information and they have decided what they wanted to pass on to us. And whatever they wanted to pass on to us was sent down the pike by faculty senate. That's how it went. And that's the biggest benefit, really, of working with the CTA is there's no longer asymmetry of information. Clubus Unified has all the information, but also so does CTA. Yeah. And it gives us the ability to... Um, to try to really um, work with the district collaboratively, which is always our goal. Um, but we're doing so with accurate information and not just what they tell us. And that is uh, an incredibly different position to be in. Yeah. I mean, it just enables honest, real conversations, right? Um, okay. 
So, um, you know, we now know about budgets. We have these kind of salary comps that we've never had before. We have a clearer picture of our compensation package as it compares to um, other districts across the state uh, and in our local area. Uh, we have kind of this uh, you know, newfound uh, legal understanding of our rights uh, as employees and so on and so on. And that's, I mean, I think it's- And class sizes and class size, time. Yes, all that. <laughs> all you know, and day. Amy talked about kind of this access to this large network across the state of California that we, we never had access to prior. Um, and I mean, I don't want to necessarily do this again, but what is IQ added to the conversation? Okay, so, um, you know, I guess you get uh, what you pay for, and um, and I don't, I don't know if this is the right place to kind of end the conversation, but it, it, it uh, Kristen? I mean, I think it is probably the right place to end the conversation, yeah. but I, I here, here's, I gotta, I just wanna say this because I think it's it's an important perspective. We get told all the time that we're the best and that Clovis Unified only hires the best. And I am very unclear about why a group of people who are the best would want to settle for any sort of representation that is anything less than the best. And you cannot deny that California Teachers Association is pretty much the best at what they do. They represent 94 or 96% of all public school employees uh, I'm an economics teacher, and I'm going to tell you, we've all been free riding off of their work for since the district was founded. Um, we free ride off of them because we get the benefits of all of the work they do on behalf of education at the state and then also the national level through NEA. And uh, if we're the ones that are benefiting from it, uh, we should not have a problem also contributing to that organization uh, through paying our dues. And I think that, you know, if you, if you need some uh, shampoo and some toothpaste and a bag of chips, like you can go into Dollar Tree and you can get it done. But in the same parking lot at Willow and Herndon, you could also take yourself into Target. And when you take yourself into Target, you can get your shampoo and you can get your toothpaste and you can get your bag of chips, but you could also pick up some clothing. You could also grab a Starbucks uh, you know, you can now get your Ulta makeup while you're there. Uh, you can actually absolutely have an experience that is just a much richer experience that is going to allow you access to other things besides just the bare minimum. And is it probably going to cost you a little bit more if you go into Target? Like, you know, yeah, it might. Maybe not that the products are going to cost more, but you might end up spending more money because you're going to get some other benefits of some other purchases while you're in there. And to me, Working with uh, uh, CTA is definitely a, a target experience. Uh, and working with something like IQ, who has very limited resources, and uh, you know, the only advantage they would have if they were to be successful is that they would be our exclusive representative, but they would not have the knowledge, they would not have the access, they would not have really the, the variety, the, the breadth of products, they'd, they'd be a Dollar Tree. And I, I didn't serve 30 years in Clovis Unified uh, to lose everything I've lost over $250,000 over my 30 year career. And we now have a point to make a chance to make things better. 
and I'm not shopping at the Dollar Tree. I'm going to shop at Target. Um, okay, so yeah, like uh, you just, I, I'm not sure where we go from there, other than you know, when Ace is partnered with CTA, and you know, we hear all the time from IQ that you know the that we have this outside organization, um, uh, and but. IQ has an outside organization that they're working with as well. Um, and uh, I guess just to the group, um, although Kristen, I think, did it pretty well. Um, why is uh, why is ACE and CTA the, the target and why is IQ and um, uh, Goyette, what is it, Goyette, Ruano and Thompson, um, why are they the Dollar Tree? So for me, <laughs> I, you know, it's hard to follow that, but because it's very accurate and it's very tangible and, um, um, you know, people can hold on to that. But for me, I, um, I go back to the inclusion. We started out being inclusive and we have never wavered from that. And so that's why partnering with ACE CTA or signing on for ACE CTA to me is the answer. And, and also like, you know, we're trying to build an organization that will outlast those of us on this podcast that in hopefully 30 years, people are not going to know us and they're just going to know ACE and what it stands for. Uh, um, something that's long lasting and with, um, Goyette and I think it's GRT is the acronym for them. I'm not sure <clears throat> exactly, but and IQ. I don't see that. And so why would we spend time building something that won't last and won't be beneficial to our kids and our colleagues? And, um, you know, just to like reiterate about the school psychs, they have had complete control over their bargaining process. They are drafting and writing the language and the, for the articles. And I want to also say that other districts, other districts that have school psychologists that are not unionized or are, are looking to our language. And so we are having an impact on the greater community as well. And I don't see that in an exclusive group like um, IQ. And so for me, I, I welcome those colleagues that are still questioning what what, why ACE is the answer and IQ is not. There are many organizers out there just like us that are not on this podcast that are ready to have conversations with you to answer tough questions. And if they don't have the answer to talk to one of the other organizers, we're um, very connected in that way. And so um, if you are, I, you know, if you're a person listening to this and you're still on the fence and reach out to us, talk to us. I just had a three hour conversation with somebody on Sunday or, and ran into somebody at ta um, Trader Joe's and had conversations with people. That's what this is about so that we can do things um, better in Clovis Unified and preserve what we like. And I don't see that with IQ. And um, I just real quick, you know, Amy, the, you know, when the, the psychologist and, uh, mental health support professionals were kind of getting signatures and going through the process, they also had a competing group, right? Yes, and so it was Clovis Psychologists for Clovis. Is that what yes. their brilliant name was? Um, uh, <laughs> and um, 
And I don't want to accuse IQ of being astroturf. I want to assume the best intent. Um, but the Clovis psychologist for Clovis, what was their stated intent? Their stated intent was just to stop them. Stop our school psychologists from moving forward. And just the same as IQ. And so that, that, you know, you can't see it, but, or I, maybe you can hear it in my voice. It's frustrating because it's keeping us from doing the good work. Right. And I I would, you know, Kim on jelly, she can call me up. She can send me an email and I will have a talk with her. You know, she, I, I, I know that she's dedicated to her students and um, you know, they're just, they're just not seeing the bigger picture here that this is delaying good work um, for, like I've said time and time again, our colleagues and our students. Yeah. So, and uh, just to get, real specific here um you know things that cta offers that iq just doesn't um or that uh goyette what is it grt doesn't offer trainings um you know support in or trainings um not only in kind of bargaining and representation but also you know professional development on how to be a better teacher um, that $1 million of employee liability insurance, um, the, the list goes on and on. I have a nice fancy list here that I'm holding up as if the audience listening is going to be able to see the, the side of this is a podcast. It doesn't work that way. Um, but the, you'll, you'll get this in all of your boxes and you'll be able to see that it's just a long list of, of benefits from kind of the really kind of important all the way down to, you know, discounts at at Disneyland. And and just to reiterate, like our intention always is that when you hear information from us, it's the truth, right? If we we ever put something out that we need to correct, we would correct it, right? And I I don't see that in an uh, IQ. I don't see that in their work. And so we really, really analyze stuff before we put it out in our Thursday newsletters and any messaging that comes out. We're, we're really vetting this stuff. Clovis educators are vetting this stuff. So, um, to Jason's point of lists and flyers and papers, um, just know that, that we're trying to really think of everyone, not just people who think like me, not just people who believe like me, um, or have the same job title I have. We're trying to really make sure that this organization, ACE, is a space for everyone. I wanna just dovetail off of that for a second, which to say that when we put out written materials, we are acutely aware that it's not just a reflection of ACE as an organization, but by default, it's also a reflection of CTA. And I think that is important because it holds us accountable uh, because CTA is not going to be interested in supporting us if we just tell a bunch of big fat lies and we, you know, make statements that we, we can't support. Uh, the work of CTA is honest work and it is diligent work and it is thorough work and it is accurate work. And as an organization, ACE has benefited from that. Um, but it also has made our work a lot harder because we can't just say whatever we want because we do have CTA staff who will say to us, you know, like, 
Is that, do you have the evidence for that? Is that really what that, I mean, they hold us, uh, you know, accountable in a way that I think is really positive. So I think um, it's a, it's a huge uh, benefit of the relationship is we have the best people uh, pretty much in the, in the industry helping support us and, and holding us accountable for the work that we're doing. It, it reminds me that, um, you know, some of these things are difficult to hear. And, you know, Crystal, you said change is hard, um, but also hearing kind of the truth is hard. And I want to point out things that we, you know, said in the very beginning that are just now that were attacked and we were, you know, we were told that we were lying or we were making stuff up that are now just accepted as, as you know, everybody just accepts the truth that we don't have a competitive wage, um, that faculty senate is... Uh, you know, uh, a version of a company union. Um, you know, now uh, that's something that IQ agrees with, right? That that they cannot be the the representative of uh, the employee representative of Clovis Unified Teachers. So, um, and I mean, I even think that we were lambasted for you know claiming that the faculty senate president got a car, which. Like I think it was proven uh, over and over again, including in court, that 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 just was was true. It's not- I wrote in it. I wrote in it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> so you you ultimately will get what you pay for. Our dues will no doubt you know be probably more expensive than IQs, but um, you know I guess. You know, uh, anyway, so Jenny and then Jaime, and then we probably should wrap up this, you know, marathon uh, podcast. Go ahead. I feel like I don't want this to end without really reaching out to anyone who feels like CTA isn't inclusive if you know, you're a Republican or a Democrat or conservative in a certain way or believe in a particular religion, I would really compel anyone to reach out to me, message me personally, because um, this has been something that I've talked to colleagues about in in particular. And um, I, I, I just have to say that when we say inclusive, we mean inclusive. Every voice matters. We are seeking collective bargaining. That is everyone. Um, It is not, you know, everyone in the state of California. It's every Clovis educator. And so by virtue of the fact that our Clovis educators may look or vote or believe a certain way, that is what we're going to represent. That is then who we are. Um, Things are not decided by five people. You know, they're decided by the entire body. And I just, I want people to push themselves into the growth mindset that Kristen really talked about. Consider the fact that um, there are various caucuses that are a part of CTA. Um, Consider the fact that when you unionize, you are a part of a group of hundreds of people and um, everyone's voice matters. So I don't, I don't know if I'm like acknowledging the elephant in the room literally, but I just want to make sure people understand that this un- union is about everybody, 
everybody. And I know for me personally, um, this is an area that I'm very passionate about. I want to make sure that everyone feels included and is included and their voice knows that their voice matters. Yeah. I mean, um, I think that's an important call out and thank you for um, saying that, Jenny. And I mean, it's, it's just a truism that, Brought yep. up, you know, yeah. it, gets brought, it, does. Uh, it, it definitely does. Right. And it's, it just, uh, is true that this is just nonpartisan work. I'm just, uh, I just defy anybody to, um, you know, list any issue that we've discussed tonight that, you know, that w- is partisan, right? No, nobody's going to argue. Yeah. Our class sizes should be enormous. Nobody's, Nobody's going to be in a partisan way against uh, better pay or better, you know, furniture. These are all issues that we just all agree on. So, I mean, you had. Yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're wrapping up here. Just a couple things, I guess. Okay, Um, okay. So uh, you're gonna you're gonna wrap it up for us. Well, I mean, I don't know. Damn, I don't know if I want that. Yeah, no, I'm putting the pressure on. I want to wrap up, but I mean, all right. You know, number one. If you know, why ace, look at the work. Number one, look at the work. Right? Look at the emails, look at the consistency, look at the, the resistance, right? you know, like the, you know, the checks and balances. You know, just look at the work. Um, I mean, IQ doesn't argue very much against this, right? Like uh, as far as what they have for, for evidence, right? Number one is, oh, it's CTA. Well, we just spent the last hour or so giving you a laundry list of how many, how much, uh, how many resources CTA has. Um, that will all be at our disposal to help us build a strong union, right? Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a puppet. No one's here a puppet. There's not an outside organization pulling the strings, right? It, this, is our, this is our union because we, we work here and uh, we make the decisions 100%. Yeah, and that, that's 100% true. Um, I, they talk about the dues. Well, you know, um, I don't, I, I, I buy Crayola crayons for my kids. I don't buy Rose Art crayons. You know, I get my steaks at a grocery store at a butcher shop. I don't buy them frozen from some dude's trunk. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, if I pay a little more and, you know, these dues are gonna be voted on by everyone, like, by, by the people that are, that are creating it. And if we pay a little more, um, then we're getting, we're getting, we're getting, it's worth it. You know, we're getting our money out of it. Um, and then just lastly, you know, any anyone in IQ that has signed on the fence that, that are that maybe they there are organizers for it, that hey, everyone makes mistakes, right? America <laughs> loves a comeback story. Come on over. It's hard damn work being right all the time. If we could split it up, then you know that it's, it's, it's oh, we're all the better for it. Come on over. It's all good. We ain't gonna bite. Let's see. Smooth sailing after this. Just come on over. All right. Let's see. All right. So um Ace is the target and the Crayola of unions. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh I think that's a, a wonderful place, uh, Dan. And uh Jaime, I appreciate right the uh, we are inclusive and, um, you know, uh, we want everybody to join us with, we would love for folks to kind of join our organizing committee. Um, and, uh, uh, 
you know, we look forward to the conversation. Um, and, you know, we appreciate all Clovis Unified educators, you know, whether you sport ace or, or IQ or neither of us. Um, we appreciate the hard work that you do for, for our students. Um, and uh, thank you, uh, Amy and Kristen and Jenny and Jaime for joining us on the Ace Pod. Once again, thanks to Jaime, Jenny, Amy, and Kristen. Moving forward, we all are going to face a choice. And all we ask here at ACE is that you consider who is putting in the work. ACE isn't just asking for your signature as a promise to be a future union. As Jenny said, our kids deserve the best right now. And you deserve an employee group that is working and doing the work right now we know budgets we know bargaining we believe that all educators are in this together and we are backed by a non-profit organization that has been fighting for public education for the better part of a century there is a distinct difference between ace and iq join us at cloviseducators.org and at all social media outlets at the handle at cloviseducators Thank you for all you do. Have a happy holiday season and see you next time on the Ace Pod.